episode number 101. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach, Janine Esbrand. Are you eager to get unstuck and figure out what you would actually like to do with your career next? Have you been going around in circles trying to figure it out but getting no further forward? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my signature group program, the Career Clarity Academy. Changing career direction can feel overwhelming and daunting, but it doesn't have to be. In my signature program, we give you clear, step-by-step, proven processes for getting completely clear on what it is that you want to do and understanding how you can leverage your existing experience and position yourself to attract and land a dream role. To find out more, head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash academy. I was recently speaking to someone, I think it was last week, and we were having a conversation. I thought to myself, you know what? I have this conversation with quite a few people. So, And the conversation basically went along the lines of, she was saying that she wants to make a career change. She's been working in her current role for a really long time, not feeling happy where she is. And when we started to dig in and, and understand why it was she hadn't yet made the move, the thing that came up for her was that she didn't want to take a pay cut, that she had worked really hard to get to where she was. She was the main breadwinner in her family and she was used to her lifestyle so she didn't want to take a pay cut so for her that was the thing that was stopping her from really moving forward and moving towards looking at an alternative career path and so I want to address this because I think that there's different ways that you can set yourself up to be able to make the transition but I think it's really important first and foremost to address whether or not that thought that she was having is is a misconception or whether or not it is reality because I hear it over and over again I've heard lots of people say the same thing and so I think it's important to address it because where does that actually come from so the idea that if I want to leave the role that I'm in right now the career that I've worked really hard to build and um, if I want to leave that and move into something else that's going to mean that the money that I get now the salary that I earn now is not something that I'm going to be able to get going forward so I think where Where this comes from is really our idea of what it means to work hard. And in the way that things are set up, so if you think about professional services, if you think about the manufacturing industry, things are really based on time, right? So time equals value. So if you are a lawyer, for example, you will have a billable hour. And so for every hour that you spend on a piece of work, you are able to charge a certain amount. If you work in any industry where you're paid hourly, your time equals value. So the more that you work, the more the organization is going to be able to charge the client. And I think that and various other factors um, come into play when we think, okay, in order for me to show value, I have to have put in the time. I have to have put in the time in order for me to show that 
I'm worth getting paid this much. So the way that it links together is if I work five hours on a document, then I get paid a certain amount right? But I've had to work really hard to get to this point in my career where I can charge that amount. So if you use the law firm example, if you are a newly qualified lawyer, your charge out rate is going to be less than somebody who is two or three years qualified. That charge out rate is going to be less than a partner. And so it's set up so that, you know, if you're more junior, you charge less. And if you're more senior, you charge more. So when you're thinking about, okay, I'm thinking about moving from where I am now to moving into a new industry. It makes sense that you'll be thinking, well, I need to earn my stripes in this new industry then. I need to be working and putting in the hours to get to the same place as I am now in order for me to require or demand a certain level of salary. And so that's where it comes from. That's where most people are when they're saying, okay, if I have to move industries, I'm going to have to take a pay cut because they're really thinking about how hard they've worked to get to where they are now, right? They're really thinking about the hours that they had to put in, the hoops that they had to jump through, the levels that there are within their organization or their industry. And they're automatically thinking that that is going to apply wherever it is that they move, right? So that's where that's where the mindset comes in. And what, that's where the thought, okay, if I'm going to move, I'm going to take a pay cut comes in. But I, I want us to address that though, and really ask, is that really the case all of the time? Because let's think about that value piece. Right. So if we're saying time equals value, then that means the more time that you spend on something, the more you can charge for it. But does that does that necessarily equate to value? Because I can spend five hours working on a document and I can produce that document and my colleague could spend two hours working on the document and produce the same document and the quality could be the same. Right. So just because I've taken longer doesn't necessarily mean that the quality of that document increases necessarily right? Sometimes it might be the case, but not all of the time. And if you think about someone who shows up to work eight hours of the day and that person shows up and in those eight hours of that day, they are doing various activities, various admin tasks that need to get done versus somebody who shows up on that same day and spends two hours focused on revenue generating activity for the organization. They're not doing lots and lots of admin tasks that day. They're just focused on a project that is going to lead directly to revenue. And if you are the person who is running that organization and you're saying, okay, these two people today, what value have they brought to my organization? Of the two people, the person who spent two hours on revenue generating activity will have brought more value on that particular day than the person who spent loads of hours doing admin tasks that aren't directly linked to revenue, right? So then then when you think of that, when you're saying, does time equal value? Not always. Time doesn't always equal value. So it depends on how you're looking at it. And if you're strategic about what it is that you're doing and you're focused on the things that are actually going to be moving the needle, you're focused on the things that are actually going to be making money, um, then you can look at value differently. So then, okay, you might be thinking, okay, right, but how does that relate then to me if I want to move into a new industry? Well, the way that it relates is instead of thinking about time and I have to put in the time, I have to put in the months that, you know, I have to put in the years in order for me to require the same salary that I'm on now, it's recognizing that you already have value. So you may have started in your current role many, many years ago, in your current industry many, many years ago and taken years to get to where you are now. And you started as a as a junior and you've worked your way up. But all of the experience that you've gained is not experience that's only specific to your organization, 
I'll say it again. So all of the experience that you have gained is not experience that is only specific to your organization because you have grown as a professional. You have learned lots and lots of soft skills. You've learned lots and lots of transferable things as you've been going on your journey to where you are right now. So when you're saying I'm moving into a new industry, you're not moving into a new industry and then starting from zero. You're not moving into a new industry and going to be the same person that you were when you started your current position or when you started in your current um, on your current career path because you've gained so much and you know so much more. And a lot of what you know is going to be one, transferable and two, valuable to wherever it is that you're moving next. So then when you're when you're looking and you're approaching like, OK, how much should I be getting paid? It isn't just based on, oh, I haven't been in this industry for very long, so I should start at the bottom. No, you've got so much value that you can bring. And sometimes even more so because you can bring an alternative perspective that can be refreshing to the industry that you're moving into, that can help them with certain challenges that they have. You can help them with innovation. So you can sometimes bring more value to where it is that you want to move into because of your background. So when you consider it like that, it means that you're in a position to actually negotiate a salary that is similar on par to what you're getting now, depending on the type of shift that you want to make. But just because you're making a shift doesn't mean that you're going to take a pay cut. But you need to be able to be really clear on the value that you can bring. And a lot of times people don't spend the time to get clear on that and really understand that because you show up to work on your day to day and you're doing what's required of you, right? You're doing the daily tasks that you need to do and you're getting it done. You're getting your head down. You're doing the work, but not always taking a step back and understanding like, what have I achieved? What value have I brought to this project, to the team, to the organization? What difference has it made that I was the person that was on here? What feedback have I got that was positive from clients and from people that I've worked from? And really identifying the particular value um, that you've been able to bring to the work that you're doing. Because when you can do that, when you can recognize what you're able to bring to the table, it's far easier for you to then step forward and say, yeah, actually, I know I haven't been in this industry for a long time, but these are the transferables. These are the things that I can rely on. And these are the things that I know are going to be helpful to you moving forward. And when I tell you, when you take the time to really assess that value, it can make such a difference to how you show up and your expectations. So I'll give you a quick example of that. So I was working with a client last year who was working in an organization for some time, was feeling undervalued in the organization that she was in. She kept getting passed up for promotion time and time again and wasn't really understanding like why that was happening but she was like okay I need to make a change obviously they're not recognizing what I what I can do so I'm gonna look for something elsewhere so we worked together to get her prepped for an opportunity elsewhere and she went through a lot of work around identifying what she's brought to the organization the skills that she's got the experience that she's got the value she's been able to bring and in the end she didn't land the the first role that she went for but what she was able to do is go back to her organization and seek to negotiate her salary and ask for a pay rise. Whereas before she had done this piece and really understood her value, she didn't really think about doing that or she she didn't feel equipped to do that. And she ended up getting a 51% salary increase following those discussions that she had. So once she really knew what her value was, once she was really able to pinpoint like the fact that, okay, I'm going for a job in another organization that would pay me more money. Oh, actually, there are all of these things that I've done. 
oh, I actually do bring all this value. She was able to say, hold on a minute, I'm definitely being under underpaid here. Like we need to talk about this. And that was eventually recognized. But had she not taken the time to assess her value and what she could bring, what she was already doing, she wouldn't have been in a position to do that. So it's the same for you. If you're saying, okay, I want to move into a new industry or new, you know, a new way of working you need to be able to understand like, what do I bring to the table? And when you know what that is, then you're able to talk about it more. You're able to share about it. You're able to stand in that and feel confident about it. So that's one of the things that I think is is really, really important for you to address. Like what value am I able to bring? And then the other piece of it is being willing to make the ask being willing to make the ask because you may well be saying, okay, there's this role that I've seen that I think might be interesting, or I may want to move into this particular area. And then you go online and you see like some examples of the job, the salary, maybe one or two examples. And then you say, okay, no, that's way lower than what I'm getting paid now. So I can't do that role. But recognize that there's always a range in every industry, in whatever role you're doing, there's going to be a range in terms of the salary that is paid. So it may well be that you need to identify like what type of organization do I need to be working within in this type of role in order for me to be earning in that bracket. Or it may be that you recognize that yeah, there's always a salary that's written down. There's always a range that that a recruiter or a hiring manager goes in at, but there's often flex. There's often flex. Most organizations are going to expect that somebody is going to try and negotiate the offer. Most organizations expect that, but most people do not go in expecting to negotiate like they they they, they're like what's the what you know what's the salary package and then that they get told what it is and then it's like okay well I either have to take this package or I don't take the role not recognizing that there is scope to negotiate so if you are to look at your negotiation skills look at your approach and work on those then that can help you to get closer or get to the salary that you're on now right and I think it's so important for us to recognize that asking doesn't make you greedy and doesn't make you ungrateful. Like I think that there's so many thoughts and beliefs that we have around money that come up when it comes to negotiation. There's so many things that come up for people because it's like, oh no, I shouldn't ask. Like I feel bad for asking. It's like, don't feel bad for asking. Don't feel bad for asking because they're probably expecting that you're going to do, you're going to ask right? At the end of the day, if you don't negotiate your salary at the get-go, then you're going to be on the back foot for the rest of the time because you might be in a position where you get a salary increase over time. But if you didn't negotiate initially and you left money on the table, it's going to be really hard for you to get back up to where it is you wanted to go. I always share this example with my clients that I work with of a mentor that I had and she was sharing about her experience when she first started out in her career. So she went, went into management consulting and she was really, really excited straight out of her out of university or college because she's in the States straight out of college she got picked up by a massive management firm over there and she was so excited she was so excited to be interviewed she was so excited to go through the process and when time came for them to make an offer she snapped it up like they made the offer she said yes where can I sign let's go after she joined she made friends with some other people that were in her group that started all at the same time there was lots of people that started because it was a huge firm and sometime later she came to realize that there was a guy who had a very similar background to her. So similar type of school that she went to, similar experience that he had. Everything was similar, but it turned out that he was getting paid $10,000 more than she was. $10,000 more. And she was like, you know what? Like it literally came down to the fact that he asked and I didn't. She didn't even think to ask. She was just like, right, I've got this job. I'm so happy. And she took it. But he was like, yeah, okay, great. 
that's a fantastic offer, but I would like more. And he got more because he asked for more. And I, I love sharing this example because it's, it's, it's so simple. The organization obviously had the money to pay because they paid him. And he had the inclination to ask, whereas she didn't. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you because at the end of the day, in order for you to get the salary that you deserve and that you want and not leave money on the table, you have to be willing to ask. You have to be willing to ask for it. And it might feel a bit uncomfortable in the moment, but it's worth it if you're if you're able to make the transition that you want to make and not take a pay cut. And so I think it comes down to really, if you were to summarize all that I shared in like three main points, the first one is to address like, where does the thought come from that I'm going to have to take a pay cut if I want to change career direction? Is that actually true in the circumstance? Or is it just that we have been wired to think that time equals value and therefore I have to put in more time in order for me to be valued at a certain level? And then secondly, it's looking at, okay, do I know how to articulate the value that I can bring to an organization? Do I know how I can translate the experience that I've got and the skills that I've gained and all that I've done in the role that I'm in now to the type of role that I'm moving into? And then how does that then translate into either revenue or you know improvements for that organization? Can I articulate that? And then thirdly, am I willing to articulate that? Am I willing to go for the ask and share with them why I think I should be able to uh, be paid more or more than the offer or go in with a salary level that is similar to what I'm on now, right? So if you're making a move and you are a professional and you've been working hard at what you do, like there are so many transferable skills that you're going to be able to move uh, from where you are into the new role that you're moving into. But if you don't take the time to figure out what that is, you can't share it you can't articulate it. That's why we have like a whole module and a masterclass within my group coaching program on this piece. Because if you miss this piece, it means that you could turn down an an opportunity when you don't necessarily have to. I'll share one more story because I just love talking about this. And I think that giving examples really helps people to put it into perspective. So one of the clients I had that went through the Career Clarity Academy, she ended up with having two job offers in two completely different industries from what she was doing. And of the two offers, one of them was a lot closer to where she lived. And at the beginning of the program, she said she wanted to find a role that was closer because her commute was crazy. So one of them was closer to where she lived. The other one was a further commute. The one that was a further commute was paying a bit more. And and so she was like, oh, what should I do? I don't know whether to go for the one that's closer, but it's paying me less or whether I should go for the one that's further, but I don't really want to have that commute. So I was like, okay, so what conversations have you had about the salary for the one that's closer? She's like, what do you mean conversations? I was like, have you tried to negotiate? She's like, no, I can't. So like, what do you mean? Why, why can't you? And she's like, I can't because um, the organization I'm going into, they have bandings and, you know, I can't, I can't, um, I can't do that. I can't ask for more. Um, so of course I challenged her on that and said, I think you can, um, you can always ask for more. They could say no, but you can always ask. Um, long story short, she ended up with, um, an increased offer and they were able to offer her almost the same as the role that would have her commuting for like over an hour a day, um, as opposed to the one that was close to her home. Right. So she genuinely thought that if I ask, like I can't ask. And if I ask, they would say no. But when she did ask, they said yes right? So I hope that's a good example for you as well of like the importance of just asking, like when you get to that point, you can ask. So I don't want you to be saying off the bat, like I cannot move into a new role without taking a pay cut 
because that's not necessarily the case. Like you firstly don't know for sure that's the expectation. And secondly, if if that is expectation, there's ways around that and you can negotiate. Like you don't have to just um, accept what's on the table. If you can show up and you can demonstrate to an organization that you are awesome and you are the candidate that they need, then they're likely to flex right? If you can show that you understand their vision, you understand where they're going, you know how you can help them to get there, then you're going to be in a good position because it's it's really hard for organizations to find good people or find people who are a good fit. So when they do, they're more likely to be open to negotiation. So I just want to encourage you with that because I hear this so many times, like I can't do it because this is holding me back. And I just want to encourage you that if you are feeling stuck in a role, if you've been in your role for a while and you're bored, you're frustrated, you're like, this isn't it. I, I, there's got to be more to life than this. Then you don't have to stay there just because you've built up your lifestyle in a certain way. And you feel like you have to maintain that same salary by staying in that same job. Like that isn't necessarily the case. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Changemaker podcast. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, then head over to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear when the next episode goes live. And if you like hanging out on Instagram, then I would love for you to tag me and let me know what you really thought about the episode over there at Career Changemaker. Until next time, keep working towards your career goals and we will speak very, very soon.